This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Good afternoon and welcome into Grant and Danny. January 18th, 2024, back in our Half Street Studios on a Thursday for the first time since the start of the football season because we'd been out at Rudy's Golf every single Thursday. So if you were planning on going out to Rudy's to see us today out of habit, don't we are here, but you should go hang out. Just go to Rudy's anyway. At Rudy's because they took great care of us all year long, and uh, we love the folks over at Rudy's. Good food and a great environment. That you know, Ron Rivera talked about leaving a good culture. It's a good culture. The employees have fun. Agreed. Everybody's very nice. I like it over there. So you can still go over there. Just don't expect to see us today. I don't get me wrong. I love coming in here, doing the show. It's the coolest. I like I like doing it at Rudy's though. I got used to it. 17 weeks with, or 18 weeks rather, with one Thanksgiving interrupting in between. Just hammering delicious food, chatting about sports with some really, really kind folks. So I miss you, Rudy's. I'll see you soon. I'll be there with the fam. But that Thursday appointment, that's a hole in my calendar now. We're going to be giving away Wizards tickets to a game you're going to want to go to. They are playing the Nuggets, and they're you're going to get to see Joker. 3 o'clock today, we've got those tickets in 55 minutes. You better be listening. That's when... Sean Sharif joins us from our sister station in Dallas. Got a lot to ask him about. Specifically, though, Dan Quinn's interviewing for the commander's head coaching job with Adam Peters and the rest of ownership and the consulting group that they brought in today. What kind of head coach will Dan Quinn be in his second go-round? He was the head man in Atlanta. He got them to the Super Bowl at one point in time, and he's been a tremendous defensive coordinator in Dallas over the last few years. One of the best defenses in the sport. He did get undressed, I thought, by Matt LaFleur and the Packers this past weekend. That was not a good look for him. But we'll talk to Sean Sharif about that. Plus, the Cowboys decided to bring back Mike McCarthy. And there are some Dak Prescott questions. He wants $50 million or so per year this season on his new negotiation he'll be working on. What did you think about last night's big announcement, though? McCarthy's coming back. That's what I expected because Jerry Jones lets guys go. I, I think it's the same complex maybe that Ted or Leonsis. doesn't let guys go, actually. Well, yeah, you know what I mean. Uh, I, I think Ted Leonsis at times has had that, a similar complex where he knows better than the, than the rabid fan or knows better than the average guy and will show you how smart I am. And he looked around at the landscape and said, you know, I'm going to keep Mike McCarthy. It's it's probably what I would have done to be honest with you, maybe with some some shifts and changes and some reworking of things. But the popular sentiment that he was going to fire the guy doesn't really take into consideration what he's done for the last twenty some years. I know he fired Jimmy Johnson thirty years ago. I'm aware of that. I know that happened. 
I keep saying it. He let Jason Garrett go for almost a decade. Just standing there, not winning that many games, clapping a lot, and being very pedestrian. He gave that guy almost 10 years. I always thought he was going to keep McCarthy. Yeah, that's what I came to as as my answer last night. Because I was wondering, I thought, well, where does this perception of Jerry Jones come from that he is reactionary and terse and kind of volatile with head coaches? That if you don't have a good year, he's going to blow you out. That's certainly, to your point, the way that it's perceived. But as you said with Jason Garrett, Garrett survived a stretch at one point in the middle of his coaching tenure when he went 8-8 and three years in a row. Mm -hmm. He survived in year five of his resume. Year five, think about this. So this is like Ron Rivera next year, not this past season, but if Rivera next season went 4-12, and he didn't get fired after that. He stayed on his coach. To say that Jerry Jones was patient with him is the understatement of the century. He was there for nine-plus seasons. Nobody's there for nine-plus seasons. Nobody's anywhere. It's like three coaches in the league right now that have been around longer than nine seasons. Mm -hmm. And Jason Garrett never got to an NFC Championship game. It's not like they were having more success than they've had in the playoffs under McCarthy. I thought they'd make a change just because there was so much noise. Cowboys fans are so angry. The national media is all over McCarthy. But you know my take on him in general. I'm not his biggest fan. I don't think he's a savant or something like that. I have long thought, though, that he gets way more flack than a guy with his resume should. He was in Green Bay. They had a lot of success for a long time. He gets zero credit for it. It was He was a passenger, and he was lucky to have Aaron Rodgers. Okay, sure. Then he goes to Dallas, and in three straight seasons, he's an offensive-minded coach, mind you. They've had a top-four scoring offense and a top-three offense in the NFL, and they've won 12 games three times in a row. I'm sitting in a market, by the way, where this team hasn't won 11 games one time since 1991. So while I'm not sitting here pretending like Mike McCarthy is the best coach in the world, he is talked about like he is a goofball. People address this person like he is lucky to have a job, and it's insane that he would be a coach. And you look at his resume, and it's comparable to John Harbaugh and Mike Tomlin and some other one-time Super Bowl champions over the years. And I understand that he had Aaron Rodgers, and that he's been a part of two really good organizations, Green Bay and Dallas. But there's probably a reason why he got to be involved in those organizations. So I think two things can be true. The first of them is if they would have fired him, it would have been somewhat understandable because they brought him in and they told him, hey, man, getting to the playoffs is not good enough. Get us over the top. We need to win a Super Bowl. But the other side of this to me is, and I've never really gotten it, but he's just not in the cool kids club. I talk about this with quarterbacks all the time. He is a guy that people perceive to be uh, 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 just a complete goof. No one knows how he puts on his pants in the morning, how he, he puts two feet in front of the other, and I've never really gotten that perception about him either. The The way I've always felt about him is nobody takes a race car and drives the speed limit like Mike McCarthy. He's not – it's not like he gets his pants caught in the door or, you know, stalls out. I think he's just so pedestrian. He has been with two incredible teams with – Unbelievable resources with very little to show for it. Now, it's hard to win, certainly, but I think a lot of guys would have done more. Super Bowl is a pretty nice thing to show for it. He, he's got his one when they were 10-6. and six. The 15-1 and one season where they got summarily dismissed and coughing up leads and botched timeouts and clock management things. and you know I forget all the specifics because it was 10, 12, 13, 15 years ago in certain cases, but he's not bad. You're 100% right. The you know the, the Twitterati or the 
I know everything, and here's who's going to run for over 31 and a half yards this weekend. Crew, where they do these close-up videos, and it like just dominates everyone's uh, football feed. Those guys will tell you how stupid he is, right? With like hats low, and like one guy nods while the other guy talks for like four minutes and a half, and like what the over/under was seven years ago. That that's all very interesting, I'm sure. And they'll tell you how stupid he is. I don't think that's the case. I just think he's very pedestrian, and he's you know born six feet from home plate, and is like managed to touch it once. That is definitely how people feel. Green Bay was 4-12 and when he took over there, and they won 13 games two years later. They had not won 13 games in nine years before he was able to pull that off. They hadn't won 11 games since 2002, and then he routinely did that uh, in Green Bay with Aaron Rodgers. And Dallas, as we've talked about, with Jason Garrett, was not nearly on the level that they are now. But while improving those teams, you're right, he's only won the one ring I remember when people would do that with Peyton Manning, and I, I didn't really get it. Eventually, he got a second ring, but it wasn't enough. Like, it used to be, well, he's never won a Super Bowl. You see that with people sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like, has that guy won a Super Bowl? Then don't talk to me. Well, he's only won the one Super Bowl. So now you're in tr- it, Now, because you're around the Super Bowl constantly, <laughs> but you've only won the once, now you've got to deal with that. And if you're to win a second one, I, I don't know. What would the story be then? I, I guess Dak Prescott carried him or something. I'm not really sure, but... I always sound like I'm defending him, and maybe I am. I got a soft spot for guys that I just think get... like Unfairly lampooned. Absolutely. The pie on him is... And I don't eat pie, by the way. You know this about me. You've had pie, and you've liked it. I don't know why you say that all the time. I hate pie. You don't. I you do. like pie. I don't know that I do. You like some pie. We had pie at uh, at Joe's Stone Crab for our ratings dinner yeah, years ago. Yeah, you made me eat pie that time, but it wasn't really a pie. It was 100% a pie. That's not what I think of when I... That was I like, know, what you think of is wrong, is the, is the point we've all been no, trying to I make to you. what I think of is the circular crust with like a... It's the color of like, um, you know, kind of like the outside of bread or something. It, it, that oh, yeah, that's brown. the worst. Well, a bread you know crust. Yeah, I, I, terrible. A pie is bad. But like... I'm sure. With most coaches mm-hmm. that have had his success... It's like 60-40 positive. Mm-hmm. If you're Sean McVay, it's 90-10 positive. With him, it's like 96-4 <laughs> negative. Yes. I just don't get it. And it's over the top. I, I just I'll, I'll never understand it. Uh, but we will talk about uh, the Cowboys. And as it pertains to Washington, Dan Quinn with Sean Shreve coming up at 3 o'clock. And speaking of the commander's coaching search, 5 o'clock today, Ben Standing of The Athletic locally to give us the latest on everything going on with Washington as they hunt for their head coach. Uh, why don't we look at the division round? I wanted to rank the four games this weekend with you. See if we're in lockstep on this. We can go one to four of the games that will be played this weekend. So we got two on Saturday, 4.30 and 8.15 local, and then two on Sunday, 3 o'clock and 6.30. It has been the last few years, I would say, that it plays out that this ends up being the best playoff weekend. Yes, the pretenders, the frauds with their second quarterback who limped in or something like that, they're dismissed, they're gone. This now feels like these these are the adults. I'm not convinced that's going to happen this weekend, only because we got two games where there's a a nine-and-a-half-point spread. Unusual, yeah. Houston, who is a four-seed and a division champion, but isn't perceived to be a very good one. They played great. Stroud's been awesome. They blew out the Browns. On the other side, you got a four-seed division champion that was a fraud most of the year in nine-and-eight Tampa, and then they destroyed the Eagles – so maybe you give them some credit and you say there's some momentum for Tampa. The problem is, I just think they played the worst team in the NFL over the last seven weeks. Like, Washington and Philly play on tomorrow night. The, the, the commanders, as they're currently constructed, Ron comes back, Del Rio comes back, everyone high-fives each other, and then they get ready to play a game against these Eagles that we just saw. I think Washington's a two-point underdog. Close game. 
Yeah, Philly stinks. Well, to your point about this weekend, two nine and a half point spreads, and the third game is a six and a half point spread, which is also a, a regular big line. It gets lost in the sauce with these other double digit spreads. But yeah, it tells you the story. You may not get those super competitive games. All right, so let's rank them. This is in the order of you're asking for permission for a three hour window to be left alone. Mm-hmm. And each time you ask, you're going to owe your wife for an extended period of time. Yep. Your first request. I think has to be it's Chiefs Bills Sunday night at six thirty. It's Chiefs Bills the the rematch the 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 Buffalo's entire persona here as a football team is they haven't been able to get past this group. All of a sudden, Cincinnati under the chat a couple of years ago and was a thorn in their side also. But these teams have been on a collision course. Buffalo took a tough route to get there. Kansas City's now going on the road for the first time in this Mahomes-Reed dynasty. But this is the classic marquee matchup. Two of the three best quarterbacks alive. In Buffalo, they're desperate for it. They want to be in that conference title game so badly. For the Chiefs, it's, you know, how do you, how do you kill the champs? How do you, you know, put the stake in the heart? The the villain keeps sitting back up one more time. It's like Jason in, in the Friday the 13th movies where they're up to like 26 now. This is the marquee matchup. Yeah, but here's the problem. Because what you just said is true. It does feel like we're getting the boxing match that we wanted for a long time way too late. Yeah. This is Mayweather-Pacquiao in a way. And what I mean by that is, not only is Kansas City no longer seemingly at the peak of their powers offensively, they may go out and get a wide receiver one this offseason and spend some money and bring in a couple weapons and be right back. But they are very susceptible. There's an underbelly here. This Chiefs team is a little bit more defense-driven. Mm-hmm. Offensively, they run the ball pretty well. They're more physical. It's the Isaiah Pacheco show at times for them. And they lean on Patrick Mahomes to make plays. They'll throw to set up the run. But it's a little bit more of a traditional older school kind of philosophy than what Andy Reid is used to. So that lowers their ceiling a little bit. This would be the year where I would be confident the Bills beat them. Just go out, roll the footballs out. Josh Allen put on a show, win the football game. They are so banged up. Mm -hmm. They're missing a bevy of starters defensively. It's getting worse and worse for them, by the way. Uh, You look at their practice report from uh, yesterday. Not practicing included Christian Benford, their corner. Terrell Bernard, their linebacker, who I don't think is going to play after uh, he got carted off. Gabe Davis, their wide receiver with the knee. Terrell Dodson, linebacker with the shoulder. Leonard Floyd, veteran rest. Micah Hyde with the neck. Taron Johnson, corner. Uh, I could go on and on. I won't keep reading the names, but they are the most injured team in the playoffs, they're a two-and-a-half-point favorite. I've been on Buffalo run, making a Super Bowl run since their turnaround six weeks ago, six straight wins, and now I find myself hedging. I think Kansas City probably wins the game. I do also, too. I haven't heard enough people talking about this. They have two extra days of rest. You know how big of a deal it is this time of year? Yeah. That's all. I know that it was weather and there was not a lot that could be done. The Bills got screwed here, in my opinion. The Chiefs played a Saturday night game. The Bills played on Monday afternoon. What a crazy difference that is in prep time. I'm actually going to be rolling with the Chiefs, and I hate it because I've been on Buffalo. This was their year. They'll get hot, and it, it happened. It all they came got hot. together. But now I think the deck stacked against them. Yeah, and you know the fact is the, the Chiefs, you, you could mock this or roll your eyes at this, but they've done this. Now, they haven't gone on the road and done it, but this is old hat to them, right? There, There is something to be said for never having gotten over the top and trying to do that for the first time versus we know exactly what it's going to sound like, feel like, taste like, and everything else. They have been there before. I bet you they go again. What's your number two game? No, a little bit sneaky here. Give me Texans-Ravens as my number two game. 
The MVP of this season, that's Lamar Jackson, and a potential Mark Andrews return. The best team in the NFL is the Baltimore Ravens. And I can't get enough C.J. Stroud. It's a drug. I want more. I I will pay whatever I have to pay. Give it to me. Give it to me immediately. I just want to watch that kid play football. This is his toughest test. They played very early in the season. may have been week one before we knew they were the Texans, right? Before we knew C.J. Stroud was the dude. And now here we are in the postseason with with a trip to the conference championship on the line. That is my number two game. My number two game is a matchup of two guys I covered here in D.C. Kyle Shanahan, Matt LaFleur, 49ers hosting the Packers. San Francisco minus 9.5. The total is the highest of the weekend, 50.5. I think there will be some points scored in this game compared to the others. Uh, I also, right now, what you said about C.J. Stroud, which I agree with, I will just say Jordan Love. You know, put his name in there, and mm-hmm. I, I would say the same thing. His development this year has been awesome. It's been a huge win for LaFleur as a coach, for Gutekunst as an executive, I think San Francisco wins, may even cover, but it's going to be close. I think you know Green Bay is going to be right around nine and a half in the game. Uh, and Love's going to play pretty well, in my opinion, in, in pretty good weather in California, out in San Francisco. But I always love when Shanahan takes on one of the guys that he mentored, whether that's McVay or LaFleur. I think those are fun matchups on paper. And with the quarterback playing confident ball and Green Bay's defense way better right now than it was a month ago, they're frisky. You're a Brock Purdy falling on his face away from yep. who knows. And we saw him in their biggest game of the year. He threw four picks in the half against Baltimore. And now you're in big, big trouble. So I don't think it's going to be a, a tight game down to the wire. But I do think Green Bay can keep it around 10, maybe within seven late, something like that. Uh, but that's my number two game. I'll flip-flop with you. I'm, I'm guessing we both have Bucks lions fourth. Indeed. So real quick for Packers Niners. I like watching San Francisco go about their business. That's just really fun. I love the way they do offense and defensively they're so good. I hate watching the Packers. I don't like it. They deserve 75 years of quarterback abyss and the fact that they might have found another one is infuriating. Last place game, it's Lions Bucks. With all due respect to the Detroit energy and that how much fun it is in that building. Back home, maybe the loudest stadium in the NFL in the playoffs. I mean, they're going to the conference championship game in all likelihood. And I'm not really that intrigued by that. I mean, I'm obviously watching it, but we're talking relative to the other three. So you're not in on the Lions. Like, it's not fun for you. Uh, I think that's a blast. What a story. I mean, that fan base has no, been waiting. Good. They got knocked out of the playoffs by Washington when I was in diapers. They had won a playoff yeah. game again since. And they finally got one this past weekend. They're back home again. Decently, as you said, kind of heavy favorites against Tampa Bay. They should be in the NFC Championship They're going. game. I think that's awesome. It is good. Uh, the, the Tampa Bay part of this I don't like. I don't like when fraudulent teams that don't belong end up like, you know, one tip pass interception away from going to a conference championship or, or whatever. But, yes, yeah, so that's my fourth place game. But still, obviously very intriguing. We're at we're, we're the right time of year. Speaking of the Detroit Lions, a press conference at their facility today with their offensive coordinator. Guy's name is, um, hang on, let me, I got it. What is it? Somewhere around here. Uh, I think his name's Ben Johnson. Ben Johnson. <laughs> ben Johnson alert. <laughs> ben Johnson alert. Ben Johnson alert. He was asked what he knows about GM Adam Peters. We will play that clip for you next on Grant and Danny here on The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love. Hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Welcome back to Grant and Danny on the fan. Tonight, nice little DC double dip of action. The Wizards are at the Knicks. 7.30 tip-off. They look for win number eight on the year. 7-32 7-32 and 32 Washington. They're coming off one they're going to want back. Or maybe they're not going to want back the way things trend toward the draft. They lost to the Pistons, believe it or not, 129-117, to which got Detroit's record to 4-36. and Somebody has to win. They literally don't allow ties in the sport, so someone was going to win that game, and someone did. Jaden Ivey, 24 points. Jalen Duran, uh, 20 points in that game. So Detroit looked good. That looks like a team that's on the rise. <laughs> you might see them get double-digit wins this year, just this year. Yeah, go Wizards. Uh, the Capitals are at home tonight, 7 o'clock. Puck drop for them. They host the Blues. They've been playing at home a lot. And really, until their last game, they weren't taking advantage of it, which is not ideal. Right there on the bubble in the playoffs, looking for a second consecutive regulation win at Capital One Arena. It's part of a home-and-home with the Blues that goes into the weekend. We had Charlie Lindgren on the show yesterday. Yep, he was great. He was tremendous. He's taken on his former mates. He made a pit stop in St. Louis before ending up in Washington, and presumably he will be in the net tonight. Sounds like Ovi on his way back, right, which is good news. Carbs told the Junks yesterday that Ovi would either play in this game or on Saturday, and then just watching the video of practice yesterday, he looked like Ovi to me. I would bet he plays, but from what I saw, Carber was noncommittal. I haven't seen anybody who's reporting anything. But it sounds like it's trending in that way. I am hopeful. I want Ovi to score more goals. That's kind of what everybody's in line for. Uh, Quick Detroit bit, by the way. The Lions won 12 games this year. Through 41 games, the Detroit Pistons have four wins. So if you double that pace, that's eight wins. Would you bet that they beat the Lions' win total this year? You had to put. You had to go to the window right now. How how many games have they played? 41. So they're exactly halfway through the exactly year. halfway. They have to win nine more games. There's no chance. I think it'll be tight. Eight to tie. Nine I'm gonna to win. S- I, I would go under 12 and a half. I'm going to say they win 12. I think they equal the Lions. So they're going to go symmetry. Yeah, eight and 33 left to go. Yeah, which is a heater. For that group? Yes. I mean, that would double their projection. They, they're just get catch fire. You kidding me? I think anytime your football team wins more games than your basketball team, something Historic was happening. Speaking of the Lions, their offensive coordinator, Ben Johnson, met with the media. Ben Johnson alert. Ben Johnson alert. He is, for a lot of people, the number one candidate for the commander's head coaching job. He is interviewing with the team tomorrow, and he was asked about Adam Peters, the new GM in D.C., if he knows him or has any thoughts on him. I know him just just very briefly. Uh, I've heard nothing but fantastic things about people that have worked with him directly or have, have met him. Uh, 
over the course of scouting on the road. So um, look forward to, to meeting them and, and talking more. I look forward to you meeting him and talking more. I want everyone to talk so much more. What are you guys going to talk about? I don't know what he's supposed to say there. Yeah. That's probably the only thing he could have said is right. like, I've heard good things. He seems like quite a guy. It's still got my juices flowing a little bit. Yeah. Still gave me butterflies to hear it. Yeah, I don't know. There's no great way to answer that because then the natural implication is you guys have already been talking a bunch. <laughs> gotcha. Or it's a, no, I don't know him. Like, so you don't like him? Like, there's no. Like, Actually, I know Adam very well. We're texting every night. And, yeah. uh, last evening, we were on Skype together for three hours. Adam just texted. Nice hat. LOL. That's Adam. Actually, Adam, <laughs> he just texted me. He goes, hey, press conference set for February 6th. Oh, I wasn't supposed to read that. Oh, out whoops. Loud. That was an audible one. Yeah. Please review quarterback tape. Uh, the Post is doing a smart move here, I think. They've, they're one of those companies with what we call um, resources. Oh, interesting. They've got one of their sports reporters who covers the commanders, Nikki Javala, who's basically right now like on the Lions beat. Now, they're one of the playoff teams left, but I'm assuming there's maybe some more to it. Uh-huh. So she was at Ben Johnson's press conference today. Which is again a good use of one of the members of your department. Yeah, he's the front runner for the head coaching job, and uh, she had some of these quotes here. How do you prioritize which interviews you're going to take? Johnson said, "I've left that to other people. I know it's still a very fluid situation. And truth be told, we'll find out more once the game plan is done. That's been told to everybody I've been around. Nothing is more important than the game plan. Number one, that's got to be true mm-hmm. because you you put in everything all year. You owe it to your team." You owe it to your players. You owe it to yourself. He's trying to win a ring. He wants to win a Super Bowl. Nobody's more desperate to get across the finish line in first place on Sunday for Detroit than the Lions and, and their coaching staff that's been working 90-plus hours a week or whatever it is you know, the last several weeks. So I'm quite sure that's true. You also want it known as a hot commodity. My eyes are not elsewhere. I'm, my, I am – have you guys heard this one before? I am where my feet are. Oh, let me write that down. Be you should where use your feet are. Yeah. And and the thing about it is, have you heard that one? More so than anything else. So I I think he probably, he said what he needed to say in terms of, I'm not focusing, but I think it's also very true. But I'm interested in what interviews are you taking? Because he's he's not interviewing with every single team. Mm -hmm. Presumably some asked him to interview and he's not taking them. But he said, I'm leaving that to other people. I think that's as simple as you tell your agent and your agent has a lot of say in that too. You know, which jobs are good and which aren't. And we don't want to go there because that owner stinks. We don't want to go there because that's a toxic situation or whatever. That's yeah, what you pay the guy for. So while you're doing really, really hard work, by the way, that only 32 guys on the planet are doing. And, and not less all of this them week, well, by the way. Yeah, and less this week because there's only eight teams left dancing. You're going to try to go to the NFC title game. That's going to consume some of your time and resources. You may not have all the energy and wherewithal to do every single prep thing. Now, once you get a few interviews lined up, then you should be doing some prep work, right? As as Adam Peters did, as Josh Harris pointed out at the press conference, where you're able to give a little bit of a scouting report about the, the roster you're taking over or potentially or what you would do or how you would work with this or what system you think would, would have fit bet last year, whatever. You do some of that prep stuff, but you can't do all the introductory get-to-know-you type things at a, at a macro level. You let your agent go, hey, here are the three gigs we should be opting for uh, or, or vying for. Because they're the A, the best fit, B, the best situation, and C, David Tepper isn't there. He was asked, when do you finish your game plan? Because he's saying, basically, I can't turn my attention to the interview stuff until the game plan's done. His answer was, so I'm slow. He laughed about it. He said, I think the staff will get a chuckle out of that one. The game plan is never really done until probably Saturday night. So we'll get probably 90%, 95% of it in by tomorrow afternoon, and then early Saturday, and then Saturday afternoon, 
I'm usually still working on that thing. Sounds like he's one of these guys that's always tweaking, 11th hour, adjusting, yeah. which is funny. Uh, the final question related to the commanders was that question about Adam Peters and his relationship with him. So those were some of the things that our listening audience might care about that Ben Johnson was asked about today. Uh, the commanders are interviewing two candidates today. Tomorrow is Ben Johnson Day. He will be interviewed via uh, Zoom. It used to be Skype, but I don't. That's a very dated reference now. Mm-hmm. Uh, at some point, it was like video conference. Then it was Skype. Now it's just Zoom. You just Zoom. I wonder if he's he's young enough. Hopefully not. Is he one of the guys that can't figure out how to unmute himself? And like Adam Peters is going to ask him, you know, who would be your defensive coordinator? And he's just stuck on mute, so they'll never get that answer. Uh, that, if you could just tweak your microphone because there's feedback, you're picking up your own audio. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> who just joined? <laughs> Some who, who would be late to the Zoom call? Do you think? Like Marty, 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 and Marty. Yeah. Like. Uh, I Marty Hardy would like lean over and just go, I'll, I'm going to join someone else's screen. The Martys are not invited to the Zoom no. call. Marty like think. leans in and yells too loud because he's not sure where the speaker is. <laughs> right. He's like, how does this thing work? Good to see you, buddy. Uh, but hopefully everything goes swimmingly on the Zoom call Yeah, uh, tomorrow. But the two no interviews hitches. today are Dan Quinn, defensive coordinator, Dallas Cowboys, and Raheem Morris, defensive coordinator, LA Rams, just eliminated by Ben Johnson and the Lions and that head-to-head matchup of coordinators. Uh, Both had very, very successful seasons. In Quinn's case, a nightmare finish to his season. What a disaster of a game that was for the Cowboys against the Packers. But both of these guys, these are the rare guys they're interviewing who have been head coaches before. The other guys, Anthony Weaver, Mike McDonald, Bobby Slowick, Ben Johnson, Aaron Glenn, have not been. So there's two candidates with head coaching experience, retreads, and they're both interviewing today Quinn and Morris. Raheem Morris did an outstanding job this year, in my humble opinion. I know he's got Aaron Donald, but one player doesn't a defense make. This was a makeshift. You haven't heard of 90% of these guys on that side of the football. And they weren't great. They weren't, you know, the, the Ravens or the Niners or you know even Dallas at, at various points. But they were fine for a group that probably shouldn't have been fine. That's one of those great hallmarks to me of, of a coach who made some chicken salad out of you know what. I think Morris is a really good coach. I do too. I know he is a beloved guy. People think the world of him. McVay texted me within the last week and a half, knowing he might come, you know, his interviewing with Washington, to just rave about how ready he is, how great he would be. Like, he has advocates all over the league. Anyone who's ever been around him thinks he deserves another shot. And he does. If you look at when he was a head coach, people forget this. He was, I can't remember, I can't believe how young he was. He was McVay-ish, basically. It was 2009. It was 15 years ago. He's 47 years old right now. He got the head coach at 32. He's going to be judged on that forever. And it's not like they didn't have a good year. They, they won double-digit games. They had a 10-6 and six season in, in 2010. Yeah, it wasn't all bad. But since then, he has coached DBs in Washington. He has been an assistant head coach and a pass game coordinator. He's coached wide receivers. And now he's been a coordinator in two different stops in Atlanta uh, and I think that was through Kyle probably mm-hmm. um, helping get him that a gig at his former stop. And then uh, defensive coordinator with the Rams with McVay. So we'll see. If they want to go leader of men style, I think Raheem Morris is as good an option as there is. It, it, this guy will run a building. Players will respond to him. will hire great coordinators. Mm-hmm. I think he's super plugged in on some of the better staffs in America. For those reasons, he would make a lot of sense. If you told me right now, they got to hire Quinn or Morris of the two guys they're interviewing today that are in a similar bucket. Give me Raheem Morris over Dan Quinn. Morris for me over over Quinn as well. And again, I think Dan Quinn's really good at this. I think he's a really good defensive coach. 
it's probably not fair. My gut reaction on some of these things. If a guy's been a head coach before and it wasn't unbelievable, it also like it, it's a sweet spot for me. It can't have been too good because if it was too good, then you don't have the same fire, right? If you won Super Bowls, or if you're in a conference title games a bunch of times, then I'm not that interested. If you were not that great, I'm not that interested either. It's not fair. I mean, I, you know what I mean? Like, I know that I'm holding Raheem Morris's experience from 15 years ago against him, which is stupid. I'm just talking about my gut reaction, right? Same with Dan Quinn, where I'm going, eh, okay, whatever as a head coach. Great defensive mind. I would love to have that dude as my DC. Like, that would be fantastic if that could happen. We'll take a deeper dive into some of the playoff matchups next hour as we look ahead to the weekend. But next, let's assign letter grades. Like how we would grade A through F each individual hiring if there is a press conference to name the six different candidates that they are interviewing as the new head coach of the Commanders. You guys can give us some thoughts on that as well. Who would you give an A grade to as a hire? Who would you give an F grade to among the names they're talking to? 800-636-1067 on Grant and Danny here on The Fan. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. It's one thing falling in love with a house, and quite another navigating the world of negotiating, mortgage lenders, and finding the budget that works best for you. Guidance from an agent who's a Realtor can make all the difference, because that's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. If you want Wizards tickets, you want to see Joker coming to Capital One Arena, you better be listening at 3 right here on The Fan. We are blitzing at 4 o'clock today, and Ben Standing updates us on the coaching search at 5. Speaking of said search, six different coaching candidates being interviewed by the commanders. Want to run through them right now? We will assign letter grades. Danny, you're grading the hire, your level of excitement mm-hmm. as they're sitting down at the podium. Josh Harris says uh, Adam Peters is going to run the show. Peters introduces the coach that he's picked. We'll start with Anthony Weaver, defensive line coach, assistant head coach, Baltimore Ravens, who they interviewed last week. B+. plus. I'd be excited. I go, that, that seems like a really? winner, a leader, a star, someone that everybody raves about. I'm going to say... D for me. Uh, it's not that I don't like Anthony Weaver. I barely know Anthony Weaver, to be completely frank. Uh, the little bit I've watched press conferences, things when I saw his name come up, uh, it seems like you know, a guy that I could absolutely get behind and, and people would want to run through a wall for. It's just hard to excite me about a D-line. Does coach. he coach offense? It's not the, just the grants that. out. But he's not a name. He's not a star. He's, he's. I'm just hearing from other people that this guy's going to be really good. 
Like, it's just hard to talk me into that. Uh, an example would be that Mike McDonald is the star of the show in Baltimore right now. He was 36 years old and the defensive coordinator with more responsibility, presumably, in Baltimore than Anthony Weaver. That hire for me would be a B plus. They interviewed him last week as well. B plus for me on Mike McDonald. A minus. I think that guy's got star written all over him. How about Dan Quinn, who they're interviewing today, the coordinator for the Cowboys? That's a D minus. And I, I, it's unfair. My, I got a level of bias here. But that name doesn't excite me, despite the fact that I know, I know he's a good defensive coach. So, again, these grades are representing my level of excitement. Mm -hmm. I gave Anthony Weaver a D. I gave Mike McDonald a B plus. Dan Quinn gets an F. Okay. I'm sorry. I do not think Dan Quinn's a bad coach. In fact, I think the opposite. I think Dan Quinn is a good coach. Let me just get a little water here. You were losing me for a second. Yeah, sorry, buddy. I was like, do I stop? He's you know in the was. middle of a thought. It was Dan I didn't know Quinn. what to do. Dan yeah, Quinn Dan Quinn. Dan Quinn, I'm getting a little upset. Dan Quinn was upset. Mm-hmm. He really he punched me in the larynx. <laughs> <Right. laughs> um, no, he's a good football coach. Yep. I just did an old retread defensive coordinator thing. You got a chance. You got me right where you want me. Hey, listen, Harris, ownership group, the Hogs, Adam Peters, you got me. You're the bear with the claws, man. You're trying, how do I kill this bunny? Kill the bunny. So far, you've done everything over the last month that I have been pleading with this team to do, not an exaggeration, for 25 years. You've done everything right. I can't say goodbye to Ron Rivera and then hire another Ron Rivera-ish type guy. Just not doing that. Uh, How about Bobby Slowick, offensive coordinator, Houston Texans? C for me. And I know what's happened with Houston. I know how good he's been. I know how good that offense has been. I'm watching C.J. Stroud, this renaissance before our eyes. It's just too neophyte for me. It's too one-year wonder for me. B plus, I'll put him on the same level as McDonald. He might win the tiebreaker because he's offensive minded, but like you, I, I got questions about the longevity of how long he's been a star. I mean, he just kind of arrived on the scene and he's on a rocket ship. Uh, ben Johnson is an A. Ben Johnson alert. The alert goes off. I mean, every ben time. Johnson alert. Ben Johnson alert. The alert now. What if you were like a C minus, <laughs> just ben to throw Johnson, everybody for a curveball? <laughs> ben Johnson A plus for me. I really want that to happen. That's an A. I don't give A pluses, so that is an A. Aaron Glenn, defensive coordinator on Ben Johnson's Detroit Lions. <sighs> Seems like a really good dude. Probably a D plus for me. Like I'd be slightly more excited than Dan Quinn, just because he's young and and relates to players really really well. But eh. I'm gonna go with a C minus for him as well. I'll, I'll put him and Raheem Morris. No, you know what? I'm gonna go D plus for Aaron Glenn, slightly above Weaver. And I'm going to go C minus for Morris ahead of all the defensive guys. C plus for Morris for me. I mean, again, the 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 long ago track record, I'm probably unfairly holding against him. But you know the, how popular he is in league circles will probably help fill out a staff. You know that guy's ready. But everybody can't wait to recommend Raheem Morris. So for me, then, if we're saying you know C and above is you can talk yourself into being excited. Mm-hmm. My list would be McDonald, Slowick, Johnson, Raheem, four deep, and and the other three have kind of been eliminated. Or the other couple. So I got McDonald, Morris, Weaver, Ben Johnson. And I guess Slowick would so be in that what's group. Your, what's your Weaver intrigue? I mean, I, like, I'm just being honest. I didn't know about that guy six weeks ago. I didn't either. And I'm finding out. Associate head coach in Baltimore at the right hip of John Harbaugh. Just that winning program all the time. Just cascading in success. And it's one of those culture over maybe an individual. Seems to be a star. To me, all of those things are why I'm in on McDonald. 
Mm-hmm. I just wonder what his roles are. Like the assistant head coach title sometimes is to keep a guy in the building or totally be, because like Eric Bieniemy was the assistant head coach. If if I'm hiring off that staff, you might go, oh, he had head coaching responsibilities and he actually did have a lot of say in practice and different things. Maybe Weaver was along those same lines in Baltimore. All right, we'll talk to Sean Sharif next. Does radio in Dallas on our Odyssey station out there? Want to ask about McCarthy coming back and Dan Quinn is a candidate. Plus, Dak looking for maybe $50 million a year. We're granting Danny. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.